Hello and welcome to the seventh installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and our other host, Jordan. Hey, just then, you can listen to one episode a day. That's a week. That's crazy. That's crazy. Cut that out if you think that's too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Hey, everyone. How you doing? Uh, Yeah, um, just, I didn't mention in the last episode because I'm bad at my job, but uh, if you want to email us, send us your comments, questions, concerns, or death threats. Um, send emails to synapsemisfire at pm.me. Uh, and your comment, question, concern, death threat will be read on the show. Yeah, and don't forget that if you maybe you want to listen to uh, this podcast in an app like Pocket Casts or uh, some other you know RSS reader, we have a link down in the description for our RSS feed so you can import it to a podcast app because we know YouTube sucks. Yeah, especially... Because you can't, like, you can't lock your phone and listen to a show. Yeah, unless you um, have, like, premium or whatever. Granted, which... I use YouTube Vanced, uh, which I do on Android, so um, that lets you do that functionality. Yeah. But normally you cannot. Yeah, which is okay. So, so, yeah, check the description. RSS feed email will also be down there. So That's true, and it's probably also on the screen currently. Yeah, look at the, the bottom right corner. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, I hear you have a story to tell. In fact, I do have a story. Okay. Um, and this is a little, little behind the scenes, a little like un, uh, what is that? Fucking behind lifting, the curtain. Lifting the veil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, behind the curtain, you get to see a little bit of, uh, well, not see, hear about a little bit of my thought process about some of my uh, videos that are coming up and are already out. Um, huh? My NAS project, which I'm going to. Uh, change the name to the NAS slash server project. Yeah. Um, just because it's a more fitting name. You want to uh, plug your channel name as well? And I'll link it. Yeah, fi- find me on, on YouTube. YouTube, uh, at uh, my channel name is Sardonic. I can't get a custom link because I think you need like a thousand subs to do it. Yeah. Uh, which I don't have. So, uh, yeah, I'll just post a general link down below. Click I on have, it. Check I it have, out. Uh, I do mainly like technology stuff. Uh, if you search back in the archive, I have a lot of commentary stuff too. Um, but I don't upload super frequently, but I'm planning on changing that sometime soon. Yeah, so um, tune in. But the first part of the project is already out where I, I purchased this server and uh, I'm installed a bunch of hardware to it and, and what have you. Um, now, I have filmed part two. Um, and I filmed... I refilmed part two. And I refilmed part two again, probably. And again. <laughs> and I refilmed part two again today. Which I think is going to be the final rev because I've actually done... I've actually done research and have a solid idea of what I want to do with the machine. So essentially, my first revision was uh, to wait and... Um, sorry, no, the first revision was to install all the software to it. So I installed a bunch of software. Firstly, I used Open Media Vault, which is more like of a NAS software you would use on like a Raspberry Pi or something. This is what I use with my Raspberry Pi. I use a Raspberry Pi uh, with Open Media Vault, and I plugged in a uh, external two terabyte hard drive, just as a network backup. Um, it's very bare bones. There's not like, 
Like I said, it's very bare bones. You can do a lot of stuff with it, but nowhere near you would get nowhere near the level you would get with like Unraid or uh, Free Naz or something. Yeah, so it's like a more basic version, but yeah, but it it's not incredibly basic. High, yeah, you know. Um, the second revision I did was me installing. Uh, I was gonna do free because it's a Blade server, so there's two nodes in it. It's two actual computers in it um i was going to do that one with open media vault and one was going to be just like a debian server um so i would just run a linux machine on it yeah um because i wasn't sure about how i wanted to do virtualization because i wanted to toy with virtualization virtual machines and stuff uh but i just never did it i didn't know what to do how to do it properly yeah um so the next revision was one side was going to be FreeNAS and one side was going to be a Plex server. Um, what's, a, what's a Plex server? So a Plex server, uh, Plex is a software that essentially um, you can build your own media library. So basically like, um, think like Netflix, yeah. same idea, Yeah. except it's all your own media. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, um, media that, that I obviously obtained legitimately and legally. <laughs> um, Off of illegal websites. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of issues with this revision. Essentially, after this time, I had waited. I uh, wanted to get some new heat sinks for the server. Because um, that was my first, my initial working theory for getting the server to quiet down. Um was new heat sinks. Yeah, you know, it, was, it, it was a loud boy, wasn't it? It was very loud. I, I went over that in the first part of the, the series where yeah. I started up the server and I just, I held my lab mic directly to my mouth. Just went, it sounds like a fucking leaf blower. <laughs> and, uh, cause I had to yell over the server. Yeah, cause um, it's loud as hell. So... That I had to get rid of. I had to get rid of the original fans. That was there was no question about that. Um, so I ordered some new heat sinks, but finding uh, socket thirteen sixty six heat sinks is surprisingly difficult. Really? Um, that's the server processor socket. That's that one of them. A one of them. Finding a ten uh, a heat sink for a ten year old server processor is kind of difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. So I did find ones on eBay that were labeled. Socket 1366. Turns out when they showed up, they were Socket 775, which 775 is like a, I want to say a Core 2 socket. Yeah. So they were nowhere near rated for the 95 watt TDP of the oh, CPUs that, yeah, that were that in. Yeah, that big ass CPU. Which, um, and there's it's a 95 watt TDP, and between the two machines, there's four of them. So it's a lot of heat. Yeah. Um, so I was actually able to have it running for a while, but it was actually all the components were like warm to the touch. I had the uh, top of the server, like the top panel on, and it was actually warm to the touch. Like it felt like um, like if I left my hand there for a little bit, I would get a burn. Really? Like it was warm, warm. Yeah, that's yeah, it's obviously so like, no good. Obviously, this isn't gonna work, because um, essentially, instead of, you know, getting the heat out, 
what it was doing was pushing the heat down and towards the RAM on the other sides of the <laughs> CPUs. So it just heated everything up. It just made it an oven. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was highly efficient for making uh, pizza. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it, you know, um, I suppose you could do that. And then at that point, I was just fucking I was just so distraught. I just, like, gave up on the project for a while. Yeah. Um, I was like, this ain't going to get finished. Um, but I've come up with a couple working theories. I've mentioned this. Uh, I mentioned this in the, the videos, but um, my, I mentioned this briefly in the Network Switch video and less briefly in the actual server video. Um, was I wanted to just use regular... Uh, I wanted to use the original fans and try to undervolt them. And that was one of my theories, but I'm like, yeah, that's going to be way too much of a pain. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to have to think about using, like, an external power supply for it or find out how to increase the resistance between. And then, you know, I'm thinking, you know, you have to increase the resistance on two amps, and I'm going to have to find a two-amp resistor. Uh, resistor yeah, that's a lot do, of heat um, dissipation as well. A resistor that can do, uh, I think they're 12-volt, 5 amps, so it's like a 60-watt resistor. Yeah. Um, and most of the common ones, especially all the ones I have are like quarter watt or half watt. Yeah. So, so I would just end up blowing them up. Yeah. Uh, so that's obviously kind of out of, out of my reach. Um, maybe if I was a little more advanced or I, I could probably, um, talk to some of, some of my friends and have it done that way, but I'd rather just not, um, cause it seems way too complicated and convoluted of a situation anyway. And dangerous too. Oh, absolutely. Digging around so. in a power supply is no joke. Yeah. You don't want to like burn your house down. Or kill myself that way, you know. Well, man, I mean, no one cares about you. It's the house, man. Yeah, that's a good point. Chunk is in the house. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We can we can buy a new you. We can't buy a new house. Or a new chunk. Well, especially a new chunk. Yeah, he's one of a kind, that little bastard. That little pea brain dumbass. Stupid ass, fucking plastic-eating stupid ass. <laughs> I'm gonna love cats. <clears throat> anyway, but now my my what I'm gonna end up doing is modifying the chassis in some way that I can put some like regular case fans in um just because I think that's probably the best solution another theory I had was to um to water cool it okay. which is something I might delve into sometime but like I really don't want to sink too much more money into the hardware on this project other than drives yeah um, just because, like, a water-cooling loop for this, it would probably, like, double the price that I've put into it so far. Really? That expensive? Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't put a ton of money into it. Maybe total, like, 450 Yeah. But still, like, I would much rather not put more money into cooling it. Um, just because, and it's going to be super convoluted and it's going to be a pain because you got to do four cpus that's four cpu blocks then you need to figure out where radiators are going to go then you have to fill the damn thing with water which that's a whole other thing you gotta figure out where the reservoir is going to go yeah so it's just a pain and now my, i'm on my final revision i think i'm going to be running a virtual virtualization server with proxmox ve virtual environment on both of the nodes and uh, I'm just going to, that way, right, 
this is the this is the life hack right here. Uh, if you do that, your server can be anything you want it to be. It can be like a Linux box for a sandbox. It can be your media server. It can be your NAS. It can be anything because it's all virtualized. Virtualized. Yeah. And so. I realized this at work. I had um, we have a virtualization server on site. Um, and it runs a bunch of our stuff, like, uh, you know, like our, um, a bunch of our phone stuff, like our phone server and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and it's a virtualized and I realize like how powerful virtualization is as a tool, especially if you're making machines that you're only remoting into, yeah. um, or connecting into via a console or like a, an SSH kind of thing. Um, so I, I actually kind of like that a lot. Um, this might be a bit, um, I guess my explanation might be a bit techy for a lot of people, but it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting concept and I, I, would like to see where it goes and I'm, I'm still working on that currently. Yeah. I mean, I think you obviously have the know-how and you can turn it into something that's pretty damn sweet. That's for sure. Well, um, I hope so. The, the main thing is I, I really know how to uh, make it look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's a good skill. That's and almost make it as good sound as like I know what I'm doing. I just, I learned about a lot of this very recently is all. Yeah. Yeah, I, so you don't necessarily have the experience. And in but... terms of Proxmox specifically, I'm not sure a ton of how it works. Yeah. But anyway, that was a very tech, that was a very tech heavy story. That was a very like enterprise techy story. Uh, you might have a funny one, right? Yeah, or it's, an interesting a, it's one. a it's a little bit humorous. Um, essentially, not naming names, not being too specific. My employer, uh, they they did a thing. They did a prize trivia game um, for the month of August. So every day in August, uh, every workday, we would fill out trivia questions, give our uh, employee number, and they picked winners. So. Um, they posted the winners near the time clock each week. Okay. Uh, week one, two, three, and four. Because, you know, there's like four weeks in a month. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, if my math adds up, there's like eight weeks in a year or something like that. Um, they, uh... Close. <laughs> they posted the winners, and, uh, they posted week one, two, and three, and I, I hadn't won. I was like, okay, no big deal. Just kind of happens. Um, and then I, I get an email to my employee email on, uh, I think it was like last Wednesday... And it's like, hey, uh, yeah, let me know when you want to pick up your prize. And it's one of our, you know, people up front. Again, trying not to be too specific. Um, and there, I'm like, wait, what do you, what do you mean, my prize? Like, what, what did I win? I don't get it. And then I was like, wait a minute, they never posted week four. So sure enough, I had won for week four. They hadn't posted it due to some logistical issues. Um, oh, we. And so some of the prizes were like these nice pots and pan sets, some kitchen utensils. Okay. And then a Bluetooth speaker, okay? Oh, really? So here I am, like, what did I win? And they're like, oh, you won the Bluetooth speaker on 825. And I'm like, oh, okay, Epic. cool. Nice. Is it a good speaker or, like? When can I come down to get it? Uh, whatever time, okay. All right, I'll be there. So here I am. I, I go down to get my Bluetooth speaker. And on the way there, I'm like, Bluetooth speaker, really? Well, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, I hope it's, like, a, a good JBL one because yeah, I know well, a lot of guys. Yeah, there's, like, quite a range of Bluetooth speakers. Yeah, 
Like, I've gotten ones for, like, $12, and they're okay. Yeah. And then I have my JBL one, which is, like, 120 bucks, and it's really good. Well, I'm thinking JBL because they had done JBL giveaways before at my work where they gave away some JBL speakers, and they're really nice. They have yep. a big-ass one. They have some good, like, portable ones. And then I get down there, and there's this two-foot-long box with my name on it. Oh, boy. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Right? So... I'm like thinking, oh, that's probably just some box with paperwork and my name's just on it with a plaque because whatever. And then the person hands it to me and says, here's your speaker, right? And I turn it around and there's a sticker. And you know what it says? Refrigerator kitchen sound system. It's a $300 sound system that I won. Oh, really? Yes. It's, it's It's basically a sound bar for your kitchen. Oh. And it is fucking incredible. Oh, okay. Now, here's where the kind of humorous part comes in. So here I am, like, whoa, what the fuck? And at this point, I don't I don't know how much it is. I don't really know what it is. I just know it's a refrigerator sound system, it says, or sound bar, um, with Bluetooth capabilities. So I'm like, okay, cool. I put it in my car, take it home, try it out. But the funny part is, on the way to my car, I walked past another winner, right? <laughs> and I'm holding this two-foot-long cardboard box with a fairly pricey speaker in it. And you know what they had? What they have? An apple cutter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had to make eye contact with this gentleman as I walked out. He's like, "Hey, you want two? You want? Oh man!" He had an apple cutter. You basically put an apple in this thing, and then you press down, and it was slices. Was like part it. of a set, or is that all he wants? Is <laughs> it? That's it. <laughs> So imagine my face oh, when I go, I put it in my car, I go back to my work area, and I look up like what this thing is, and I see that it's a $300 sound system, and I, <laughs> I just, I think of an apple cutter guy with his $6 Walmart apple cutter. <laughs> Jordan, well, Jordan got this nice sound bar, and, and, and Steve down the hall got stuck with a $6 apple cutter that they got at the stop and shop off one of those racks that they have like in the middle of the aisle with all yeah. the gimmicky stuff on it. Oh my god. Yeah, like the as seen on TV shit. <laughs> 1995, bitch. Oh, it, I honestly felt bad. Um, I don't think anyone really caught on. I just don't understand what was this giveaway where people were. There was a couple sound systems and then there was like pots and pans, knives, like. And, like, that that sounds kind of lame if you're not, like, you know, if you've never bought stuff like that before. But, like, a good set of pots and pans is, like, big money. Oh, yeah. Well, like, even even this kitchen sound system, like, to a lot of people, that's probably, why, like, why does that matter? Well, but, I guess it doesn't technically have to go in your kitchen. N- number one, you it know? doesn't have to go in your kitchen. And number two... As someone who moved out in January of 2020, talk about fucking bad timing. Um, honestly, I listen to music in the kitchen all the time when yeah, I'm prepping food. For the, uh, I mean, honestly, if you moved out like in um, April or May of 2020, you probably could have gotten a house for the same price you're paying for your apartment because That's, of how shitty the housing market is now. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm starting to think about. But uh, yeah, that was um, that was just super funny. And also sad. I felt bad. I was like, oh, no. That's a shame. Um, so, Steve, if you're listening, even though that's not your name, I don't even know who you are. But if you happen to recognize these uh, events, I'm sorry. Don't rob me. I apologize. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> hey, everyone. Jordan's address is... 
I was gonna rattle it off, but I don't actually I don't actually remember his address. I would have to search for it. I also edit these anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a random. Cut that duck. part out. Cut that part out where I acknowledge it and just be like, "Hey, Jordan's address is," and then and, it just cuts. <laughs> and I'll just be like, "Fucking asshole." But you know, uh, talking about speakers, actually, this reminds me of something. How I was thinking. Only thinking just because, like, I really don't want to spend a lot of money right at the moment. Understandable. Um, because I have to go to college, right? Well, I, well I have, I have do to you pay have to go to college? I technically, <laughs> no one has a gun to my head telling me I have to go to college, but I'm already paying for it, so I have to go now. Yeah, no, um, no, yeah, keep going. That's a, that's a good thing. But college and, uh, so I'm working a lot less. So, like, obviously I don't want to spend a ton of money right now. And uh, I just bought a car, too, so... Yeah. Not a big, you know, purchased car, but a car nonetheless. Yeah, nonetheless, it's an expense. thousand bucks. Yeah. Um, But I was thinking that if I can get a good deal, I want to do, like, uh, a sound system in my car. Not my, you know, Volkswagen, but my actual car. Your actual, yeah, your dirt car, the one you're, like, financing or whatever. Yeah, so if I put, like... And I was looking... I'm looking at them right now. I was looking at them the other day, too. But you can get a set of two uh, JBL door speakers for a hundred and ten dollars. That's not so. Too I could bad. swap out all four speakers and get a head unit for like I don't know, like two fifty maybe. Well, no, because you still need the head unit. You said yes, yeah, so probably yeah. like three hundred. Well, and then I have to figure that's the two speakers in the front. I can do the two speakers in the back. I can get a subwoofer and True. a head unit for probably like five or six hundred bucks. Yeah. That's what I was thinking about. But, obviously, I'm not going to spend money right this second. The sound system works, and it's good enough as it is. But this is kind of a goal if I can find a good deal on it. Maybe Black Friday, something like that. Yeah, that's uh, uh But that's I'm obviously not looking to spend, like, three or four grand on a sound system, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, of course not. But, uh, yeah, that's not bad, though. That'd be a cool project to uh, to work on. Be sure yeah, if, you, if, you do, uh, if you do go for it, let me know. Obviously, if I was going to run a sub, I would do it, um, I would get at least that part professionally installed. Yeah, yeah. Just because you have to run wire under the bodywork and stuff, and that's a pain. Yeah. But, uh, the actual speakers, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Hopefully, uh, we don't blow anything up like we did last time on the radio. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. So, Chris, have you heard about, um... (laughs) Poor Joe from Red Dead 2, the tree guy. No, I don't think so. So apparently, I don't know why I find this so funny, but I was I was reading about it, and this just shows like how awesome Red Dead 2 is, right? There's this character up somewhere near New Austin on the map, who's literally this old raggedy raggedy hermit guy. There you go, that's the word. Uh, who lives in a tree? name is King Joe, or Poor Joe is what the community calls him, but he refers to himself as King Joe. Oh, okay. right. And apparently, he's so he's very irritable. So if you walk near his tree, he'll throw rocks at you and cuss you out. <laughs> so players experimented, you can't lasso him, but you know what he is? Flammable. You can light oh, the bitch no. on fire. And I just, I find that so funny that this dude just sits in a tree, talks shit, and people just burn him with a Molotov. <laughs> Talk shit, get hit, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I it's Just that attention to detail with their weird characters that Rockstar puts in. That's really funny. It's like, I, 
Like who? I want to know who designed that. That's like the whole thing with the horse testicles in the game. Like <laughs> yeah, how they they dynamically move depending on what temperature you're in. Yeah, like <clears throat> who who sat down? I imagine these big who's dudes. The, yeah, who's the head of the horse nuts on <laughs> on the Red Dead Two team? I I imagine these guys right. They all have these like forty thousand dollars suits. They all sit in a board meeting and they go, all right, horse Nets nuts. Bi- Net <laughs> Nets big game. Red Dead Redemption 2. It takes place before Red Dead 1. What are we going to do? Well, here's my thought. Big horse nuts that shrivel and in, in, then hang. Oh, oh, okay. Good idea. I like that. What about you? Homeless guy in tree. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but like, what about the story? Uh, homeless guy in tree. <laughs> With horse nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who's, the, who's the guy... I want to meet the guy who designed the texture and the, the asset for the horse nuts. Right. I want to know where I can download that asset. <laughs> yeah, can you just give me, can you open source that one asset just so I can have it? <laughs> for some for some Photoshop? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I love Red Dead 2. Well, they did that in, in GTA as well, at least on the next-gen ones where they added more animals, is you could, like, definitely see, uh, like, if there was a dog walking around, you could definitely see dog nuts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you could. I do remember that. I still think the saddest thing that's ever happened in my life was uh, I was playing Red Dead, uh, not Red Dead, uh, GTA Five, and uh, I was driving, and a cat ran out in front of my car, and I fucking killed him. <laughs> and he was the same color as my cat. Damn, man. I was bothered. I ended up, I ended up uh, driving off a bridge. Oh. In game, in game. I wish you did it in real life. Fuck you. I'm gonna I'm gonna slap you with a set of horse nuts. Probably Damn. like it though. Don't threaten me with a good time. So uh, this is um, a somewhat of an informational podcast. So let's uh, let's talk about more information on why? stuff. Why you don't think horse nuts are information? Uh, it's definitely informative, but like maybe not for the audience that we're looking for. Yeah, like hey Google, how big are horse nuts? According to Wikipedia, the testes of an average stallion are ovoids 8 to 12 centimeters long, 6 to 7 centimeters high by 5 centimeters wide. The penis Oh, I like that skit. That was funny. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm approximately a horse. <laughs> you know the worst part? My girlfriend's parents listen to this. Hi. I think they do anyway. I hope not. I'm cutting this. I'm not cutting it. Um, yes, yeah, informative. Um, what, what are you going to inform us with today? Uh, kind information, master. The Oculus Quest. Um, this is more your territory because you are the VR guy. But yeah. the Oculus Quest, yeah. they're, they're getting a native port for the game Gorn, which is definitely like probably one of the best VR games, I will say. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gorn. Is actually, and this was straight from the dev's mouth. Oh well, from his thumbs on Twitter when he was typing. Um, yeah, it was straight from the horse's mouth. Um, yeah, straight Gorn. from the horse's nuts. <laughs> why? <laughs> why did I even think of that? Yeah, straight from the horse. Um, just from the horse, not his nuts, not his mouth. Um, yeah, it, it's coming to Gorn. I have two major questions, three major questions, uh, four, three. <laughs> Are you sure? Which, which is it? Three. Will it be cross by? 
If you own it on Rift, we get it on Quest, as a lot of games are. Will it have all the features of Gorn on PC? And will it run well? Because I Gorn mean, is another one of those, like, particle effect type games with a lot of physics behind, like, you smash someone's face and there's just fucking blood everywhere. Well, they probably dial that down, because I remember, like, it ran fairly well um, on my PC. Yeah. But I, if they scale it down, like... Especially those, like, <clears throat> more of those, like, physics-based effects. If they scale that down... should be alright. It should be fine, I think. My my thought process is this is kind of like that whole console meme where at least... How bad can the port be when they're optimizing it for one set of hardware? Yeah, like, it can't be that bad, really. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be good. I'm excited to try it. I, I like Gorn. Um, I like Blade and Sorcery. I hope... With, like, a Quest 3, we can get wireless native Blade and Sorcery. That'd be amazing. Well, I would say, like, until I, until Blade and Sorcery was out... Gorn was the go-to. Gorn was the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's not really everyone's cup of tea, because I definitely, um... I definitely had, like, sore arms and hands and shoulders Nuts. and everything from playing Gorn for multiple hours. Really? Um, yeah. I definitely... Because, like, right, you get into it, and you're holding the triggers really hard. Because mm-hmm. um, these are on the Vive wands. And you're holding the triggers really hard. So, like, I had, like, bruising on the inside of my fingers from where I was holding the triggers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Like, I think the longest I've ever played Blade and Sorcery was, like, a four-hour session. Going, Jeez. like, to town after one of the major updates. Um, but that's the thing with VR is, like when you're in it for that long and then you come out it feels like everything around you is vr you know what i well, mean yeah have you ever had that uh when you first went into vr like first time in your life um i forget what the hell they called it but it's kind of like the bleeding effect yeah where it's like you kind of lose that uh, the touch with reality yeah yeah and when my first ever experience with vr was on the playstation vr one of the demos um where you're in a cage with a shark right and looking back that demo sucks ass but at the time, that was mind-boggling. And after I took off the headset from like an hour, hour and a half, I genuinely would go to reach for like something on a counter and think my hand was going to phase through the counter. It was like the weirdest thing. Like my depth perception was off. Super yeah, weird. Yeah, you definitely like lose that sort of grip that you have on on, <laughs> on reality itself when, you, when you're in VR for either, like, for too long or, like, for the first few times. What's the longest you've ever played VR, out of curiosity? I don't I have remember. one session where I did it so long that I have vowed to never go anywhere near that amount of time again. Uh, I don't know, maybe th- three hours, three and a half hours, nothing crazy. Okay. I, um... But that was with breaks in between, too, because obviously, like, I'm a big man, I get sweaty, right? <laughs> so I have to take the headset off, you know, pour it out, and, uh... <laughs> You know, so I did have breaks in between that, that I never, it was not like three, four hours yeah. straight. So Onward is one of my favorite VR games of all time. It's like Call of Duty in VR. Yeah. Um, when I first started playing that, I was heavy into it on the Rift CV1. I got my brother into it. It's a multiplayer game. We, uh, we played with, I think, two or three breaks from two in the afternoon till five in the morning. <laughs> it was the longest I've ever been in vr in my life it, it was what like 13 hours yeah it was about like 13 hours so you did take you 
You did take like a one hour break or a two hour break at some point. I I think so. I think we took like a one hour break at one point for dinner, and we went right back into it. And the re- main reason I say I would never do it again, I felt sick for like a day after, not because of like motion sickness, but simply because of pure eye strain, and I didn't sleep for like a day. The amount well, of yeah, the amount of blue light. Sleep schedule. Yeah, that was the worst experience ever. Um. Now, I usually limit VR to a max of, like, four hours with a couple breaks. Um, like, you'll never see me... Like, even when Half-Life Alex came out, I was I, I loved that game. Favorite VR game of all time. I played it for, like, two-hour sessions. Let's see. Sean, do you want to say something? Anything? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. This is not animal abuse. Don't worry. No, it's not, actually. I'm just giving him a bit of a hug. Oh, now he wants away. He wants okay, in his box. Okay, that was animal abuse. Just kidding. No, he he jumped away. He's he's free to go anytime. <laughs> yeah, now we're just joking. Peter, shut the fuck up. Um, but yeah, Dorn on the quest, I think, is gonna be pretty awesome. I'm impressed with what with no has made its way to the quest. I really am. Um, Gorn is definitely those one of those games where like wires were an inconvenience, but not nearly as much as they are in Blade and Sorcery. Because in Blade and Sorcery, you're kind of you kind of have to have that 360 degrees. Yeah, but in Gorn, it's more like you need the 180, right? Yeah, you truthfully. just need to be like in front of you in a straight line, essentially. Yeah, because very rarely you can have people come up behind you. Yeah, that's true. Right, you, they're usually killed before that too. Yeah, um, but I definitely love I love Gorn. I, it's so silly too. Like you can just like pick Wait, someone up and rip their arm off. I will say. To my personal taste, and I mentioned this last episode with like Saints Row 4 and Watch Dogs Legions being wacky. Um, like you had said, Gorn was the best before Blade and Sorcery. I have a hard time going back to Gorn now after Blade and Sorcery because I just prefer the raw, like, physics-based realism with Blade and Sorcery. Well, then again, yeah, if you're playing and you're used to a physics-based game like that... And then you go to a game where the physics are a bit more loose and not based off real physics. You kind of really start to notice the difference, and you're like, "Man, this isn't as fun." Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up right now. I have 11.3 hours on Gorn, and I've had that game since I got the CV one in like November of yeah. I think it was 2016 or something like that. I've had it since then. That was like one of the first VR games I bought. I have 46 hours on Blade and Sorcery. Jeez. 46 hours. Blade and Sorcery is a VR game, and it is one of my most played games on my Steam library. I, just something about... With Gorn, I used to just go into it because I was like, oh, cool, this is like the first VR game I have where I feel free in a way. Something about Blade and Sorcery, I will find an hour and a half of just popping in with one sword and physics-based fighting enjoyable like i'll just simply go in there to fight numerous enemies at a time and like deflect attacks and like like i don't need anything crazy to happen and that's another thing that i'm also considering uh buying is to upgrade my vr setup um but the thing is now that with oculus i'm just kind of weary just because of that whole facebook integration and you should be because uh they i should have brought this up actually you know they had this thing i think it was an faq faq page Yep. yep. And one of them, because they just updated their terms of service. I did get the email about that, yes. And the FAQ page 
mentioned. I saw this all over the Reddit because people were pissed. One of the questions was, will I receive ads in my Oculus device? And you know what the response was? A resounding yes. Not at this time. Not at this time. Yep. Hmm. Imagine buying a VR headset. I paid $500 on launch day for my Quest. I paid 400 for my Rift S, and I paid 400 for my CV1. I've had almost every headset. They, actually, I have had every headset they've made consumer. I've used the Go. I had the Samsung Gear VR. I didn't ever own a Go, right? You pay money for this product. They don't give you it, and you're going to get ads in it. Well, that is not okay. Um, You say that. However, Windows gets away with it. You're to pay for a copy of Windows. Open your start menu. It's full of ads. That is true. However, I will say, we haven't seen the Oculus implementation of it. Maybe so, just blast you with so an ad in the middle of a game. I, I, think, I think there's a difference between a desktop I ad and a virtual reality ad. If I... Right, if I wasn't... If it... Now, I don't think they're going to do it this way because oh, God, no. people I hope not. hate it. But if they did it that way where it was like, just I'm in the middle of a game and all of a sudden, boom, you have an ad, right? I would be livid. I would just spike my headset on the ground. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I'm afraid of genuinely with their ads? So if they want to show me ads on like, maybe I'm on their internet browser app and it shows or me ads. You have that um that Oculus homepage. I imagine that's probably yeah. how they're going to implement it. That's what I'm saying. So if they want to show me ads there. I'm not a fan of it, but okay. Here's what I have a feeling they will do. I think they're going to do the mobile game thing where you ever play a free mobile game? Oh, uh, like a banner ad. There's a banner ad. Or say you're playing like the Among Us uh, game that I mentioned last episode. The mobile version is free. After every match, you get like a an ad, not like a video ad, but just like a pop-up that says like, oh, download this app and you can just ads out of it, right? I have a feeling they're going to do that. Where every time you go to switch apps, let's say you're playing super hot, you hit quit, it's going to pop up with an ad. That's uh, That would be very... And then you have to close that ad and then start your next game. If that happens, I will genuinely... I will be done with Oculus. I'm, I'm already weary, but like I had mentioned a couple episodes ago, I already have my, my Oculus account linked to Facebook. But I will certainly have no problem getting rid of anything Oculus related if it comes to it. Especially with the things that Valve is doing with the HP uh, with HP Reverb too, that thing's looking spicy. Yeah, I guess I mean the dream obviously is a you know true wireless experience, and uh, I mean that's kind of been realized with the Quest, but not in a full way. Um, you know, I kind of want a wireless experience in a sense that like I can get all my Steam games and stuff like on a headset running on my computer on the headset you know what i mean yeah it's that full wireless experience with uh with good quality high fidelity games that's uh that's what you want at the end of the day that's kind of the dream my that's my thought at least uh, but i am weary especially with the whole facebook integration and i might just wait for something better um but i don't know I think I think your play as of now, seeing as you're not really in the ecosystem at all, for Oculus is uh, sit back. Obviously, something is going to come. There's going to be something next around the corner. Facebook Connect 
is their new event. Oh, they said they changed it from Oculus Connect to Facebook Connect. Oh boy. So that so event's around the corner. Yeah, they're definitely starting to uh, break down the barrier between yeah. Facebook and Oculus. Well, did I ever show you the photo um, of the Oculus logo over time? No. So the original said Oculus by um, something. I think it was the original founder, Lucky Palmer or whatever. Yeah. Right? Then when Facebook first bought it, it said Oculus, right? Okay. Then they updated it to say Oculus by Facebook. You know what it says? Or you know what um, their leak was showing? What's that? They're going to switch the name to something Facebook by Oculus. It's like, I think they said Facebook VR by Oculus. Man. If, like, I don't get it at this point. It seems like it's some sort of, like, dumb political thing at this point. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to strap, I'm going to strap Facebook to my face. Look at that. Facebook with a face mask. You know, whatever. I'm going to strap Zuck directly to my eyeballs. And I want to, I want to, I want to view him in virtual reality. (laughs) In all his glory. But uh, like I was saying, though, before I went off on that little tangent, um, seeing as you're not really in the ecosystem, you, you kind of have that ability to sit back for now, see what Oculus does or what Facebook does right now, see, you know, how people feel about it. Yeah, I, how it's I definitely say, like, see what Facebook does simply because um, the way they're going, it doesn't seem like there is a barrier between the two. Yeah. So, no. So, I mean... We'll, we'll see. I, I'm holding hope that this integration is just going to be the same shit that it already was, and they're just going to kind of maybe throw some ads because that's what they do, and that's it. But even then, it's like I don't feel like I should be buying a headset and having ads displayed in it. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't get ads on Steam, and Steam's free. And they take, you know, they take their 45 or 55% or whatever of each game. Oculus takes their take of each game, and I have to buy their headset. Yeah, that's true. Like, they're clearly making enough money on, like, they're definitely making enough money. And again, Facebook is a massive company, right? Yeah. So, it's not like they're strapped for cash or anything. So, like, I just have a hard time seeing how they're going to justify shoving an ad in my face. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't see the validation for it. Hello. Hello. Cat. What? Come on. Okay. Why the hell doesn't he like being picked up? He's purring. He just screams. He doesn't like actually like when you pick him up but like he'll sit on your shoulder for a bit i remember when oscar was skinny and he uh you could hear him purr from a distance now you have to have like a fucking stethoscope Chunk is very insightful. Yeah. He knows a lot about Oculus. Oh, he wants the mustard chair. He's mad because Jordan's in his chair. Um, He loves the chair that you're in. He's welcome to come sit. Well, but he doesn't like you in the chair. He just I like, will. He just wants the chair. Don't make me get my, like, 17-pound overweight cat to come down here. 
<laughs> 17, that's very generous. <laughs> he looks like a, like a big loaf of bread. He's beautiful, though. I love him. Yeah, I love him, too. He makes bomb bread, though. Big boy. I, uh, I thought this might be worth mentioning, too, just briefly. But uh, Doom 3 is being ported as a mod. Doom 3 VR, rather. It's a VR mod. To the Oculus Quest. I'm going to check that out because yeah, I don't remember Doom 3 being a particularly well-received game as well as a particularly good Doom game. But I do remember, like, 12-year-old me playing out my mom's old laptop being kind of scared shitless by it. Really? Yes. Because um, I believe it was, like, survival horror. Uh, so I'm going to check it out on well, the quest. Well, Doom is definitely, like, one of those games slash franchises that I could definitely see why you as a child would be scared of it yeah um because like children get scared by dumb stuff all the time i remember uh i guess a lot of people share this memory um there was a movie called the um the spiderwick chronicles and that sounds familiar i saw that in the theater i was seven or eight years old maybe it scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I was terrified by that movie. Baby Chris was scared. And it's not even like a scary movie either. It's like it's like rated PG or something. It's not even like a horror movie. Yeah. Well, I remember. I was like age seven, I think. Right? When my brothers made me watch all the Halloween movies that were out at that time. Okay. Um, genuinely, it took until I was about 15 to watch horror movies or play horror video games ever again. Really? It, I, it really, it like, I swear being that scared as a kid of a movie rewired my brain to just not be able to tolerate horror games. Well, I guess granted when I was like, I don't know, up until I was like maybe 12 or 13, I was like still weary about stuff like that. Now I have that where I'm like, I'm an adult. I realize like, you know, it's a movie. It's not real. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's weird how it happens, because now I can watch, like, any horror movie, and, like, occasionally, maybe you'll go to, like, a movie theater when, you know, the world isn't ending, watch a really good horror movie, and then as you're walking your car, you're like, whew, that was, that was, that know, was spooky. That was spooky, yeah. Uh, I did pull up the synopsis of this movie as well. I, um, uh, read that, and, yeah, we'll have to read that in a second. I just want to say, how are you with horror video games? Horror games? Because, I'm less, I'm less yeah. keen to than a horror movie. Me as well. Outlast and Outlast 2, like, those games shook me, and I really had to try to play those. And I think, well, horror games are different just because, like... You're in it. Well, yeah, you have that barrier where you're like, oh, this is a video game, right? But you're definitely, like, a lot closer to the scares, you know? And I... Here's how I've always thought, or at least this is what I've always thought was especially, my reason. Especially in something like an Outlast, because you are the character. You're not looking at it from a third person, like, yeah. you know, outside looking in. Yeah, you're not watching, like, an actor creep through a hallway. You are creeping through a hallway. Yeah. I The one thing, horror-wise, that I cannot do is VR horror games. I've tried it, and just, like, ambient sounds are enough to make me just not. Oh, that's even worse, because then, like... It's not, like, it's, it goes a layer deeper where it's, like, you are there. Yeah. Because you're 
environment changes. You have your headphones on. That changes everything. Yeah. Like, actually. So now you hear a, a noise in, like, you know, behind you and to the left. And you're like, what was that? Like, you <laughs> yeah. just start swinging. Yeah. Like, I, I tried playing Paranormal Activity VR. Couldn't do it. Or it's actually called La- The Lost Soul. I tried doing um, The Exorcist Legion or whatever. Couldn't do it. I still want to try to, which is why I think Doom 3 will be good. Because Doom 3 is scary, but the difference between The Exorcist and Paranormal Activity in Doom 3 is I have a shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can defend myself. You can't in those other games. So hit us with that synopsis. I'm curious now why little baby Chris was scared shitless. Um, once upon a time, upon moving into the run-down Spiderwick estate with their mother, Helen, uh, twin brothers Jared and Simon Grace, uh, along with their sister Mallory, find themselves pulled into an alternate world full of fairies and other creatures. Unable to explain the, uh, the strange disappearances and accidents that seem to be happening on a daily basis, the family blames it all on Jared. When he, Simon, and Mallory investigate what's really going on, they uncover the fantastic truth of the f- the Spiderwick estate and the creatures that inhabit it. Um, there's more of a storyline summary, uh, but yeah, same idea. So it's like, but here's the thing: is they they get attacked at some point because I remember this. There is a barrier around the house that keeps the evil creatures out. And then the barrier breaks at some point, and the evil creatures get in, and they're terrifying. Yeah. Right? And then they blow them up or something. I don't remember. I think it's like they throw, like, tomatoes at them or some shit, and they die. (laughs) I don't remember because I've repressed most of this movie just because of how terrified I was watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um... I will watch it again at some point, though. I think, you know what I was thinking when you were just talking about this? I think I know what we gotta do. Remember I wanted to get a projector for my apartment? Yeah, I think we need to have a movie night with the boys and watch the Spiderwick Chronicles. The Spiderwick Chronicles. It's I got think... a six and a half on IMDb. <clears throat> okay, and that, that's six and a half more than I thought it would. I mean... I think we're going to do that. I think that's going to be the plan. Yeah. That would be pretty dope. But, uh, yeah, I do want to get a projector. For those who don't know, which is everybody listening, um, I have a flat wall in my apartment. It's in our my office area, but... but Say we get a projector on a stand, obviously that can be moved out of the way. We basically have a free screen. Yeah. So it's and it's a good size wall. But project projectors are um, at least decent projectors are big money too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I haven't you know shot like, my obviously, shot yet. Like, I imagine, I imagine you're not going to be getting one of those like super high end laser projectors that are like two grand. No, no, I was more thinking, like, like 75 buttons. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I saw, like, some projectors on Amazon that were, like, for indoor use. They're, like, get one of those 150 like, Yeah, get one of those, like, $100 pocket projectors. Yeah, could. I mean, I imagine... Hook it up to my, my new soundbar. <laughs> That's, like, um, the same idea as getting, like, a, uh, like, a... a a real beater like piece of shit car like a like a $300 car Honda Civic from 1990 and then putting $5,000 rims on it <laughs> yeah honestly it is well that's why you know how my car has manual windows uh, and lots yeah so, but you have like 
<laughs> you have like a nice stereo head unit. Yeah, I did a nice head unit, and uh, I had been looking into putting power windows in it, like a conversion kit, and like it's like two hundred fifty dollars, but like the car is valued at like fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, but is that with the manual windows? Yeah. Well, how much value does it add if you put power windows in it? Probably nothing, honestly. Damn, Espe- really. Because it's not going to be OEM. It's going to be aftermarket. Dang, man. So, not doing that. But I also wanted to get the car wrapped. I wanted to wrap my hood in spoiler professionally. Because you've seen the spoiler looks like <laughs> shit from whoever wrapped it's, it before me. Yeah, whoever did it before, I imagine um, they got like like two like foot-by-foot sheets of, of vinyl wrap. On Amazon and just like stuck it on how they felt. Yeah, fit. honestly, that's, that's you can like there's visible gaps and seams and stuff. Yeah, I wanted to get the spoiler, the gas cap, the handles, everything that's already wrapped plus the hood wrapped professionally. But by the time I would get that done, I would have already went over the value of the car. Yeah, being uh, getting your car painted or wrapped or anything is like it's a lot of it's money. It's big fucking money. So I was thinking if I ever get well, not if I ever, but when I inevitably have to get a new car. If I go and get like a, a nice car that's you know two years old, I'll probably wrap it, uh, like the hood and the handles and gas cap. And if it has a spoiler, spoiler, whatever I think is fit for that car at the time, yeah. get it wrapped. But I'm certainly not gonna do it on like a thirteen hundred dollar car because wrapping just the hood was like eight hundred and fifty dollars. Jesus. So why? <laughs> And that's a wrap, too. Like, I, I'm always, like, kind of, s- like, sketched out about wraps. Um, just because, like, it's not paint. It's vinyl. Um, and I get it's supposed to be strong to, like, last. Yeah. But I'm still really weary about having a car wrapped. That's not going to be, like, a show car or something. Yeah. Like, obviously, like, a show car, you want a fancy design on it. Yeah, you would get it wrapped. But, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I I prefer wrap over painting, for for like for one, I want carbon fiber. Which, how the fuck do you paint carbon fiber? Yeah. Um, but even if I wanted just like black, I guess painting would be okay. Just get a real carbon fiber hood. That that's another thing you could do. Why the hell not? Just make the hood out of carbon fiber. Just get a six thousand dollar carbon fiber hood. Yeah, there you go. Probably last a bit longer, but uh, it saves weight. <laughs> True. You can race your your front wheel drive car. Yeah, yeah, honestly. But uh, oh god, cat is about to strike. I'm about to be attacked. See, I know you can't see this, guys, but uh, cat is not happy. Yeah, my cat, my boy Chunk, he's in his box right now. Oh, he got me, and he's swiping at my toes. <laughs> Yeah, he got me. He drew blood. Little bastard. Alright, that's it. We're putting him down. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of funny that, like, um, well, maybe not funny is the right word, but it's inherently kind of interesting that, um, if your dog bites someone, you can just get it put down, but, like, my cat, he's, like, he's drawn blood from me multiple times, and, like, he's still kicking. And yeah. And people aren't, like, when when a cat scratches you, they're not like, put him down, kill him. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends because, like, if Chunk got out and attacked, like, someone's toddler, they'd probably they'd probably want him put down. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't put them down. I don't care. Well, legally, sometimes they can call for it, depending on no, I'll, the situation. I'll legal, whoever whoever ordered that legally, I will I will put them down illegally. I don't care. <laughs> oh, I agree with you. If if someone ever told me to put my cat down, they'd be meeting the end of a Remington 870. Aside from the fact Probably that, shouldn't like, say that, maybe like if my cat was like 20, and they're like, listen, he's hanging on by a thread. Like, obviously, then, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's different. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends, because, like, the only so the only dogs I've ever I mean it's just totally off topic and like probably not a good topic but the only dogs I've ever seen that had to get put down were uh, because they did like a lot of damage like my sister had a German Shepherd yeah like bigger dogs too yeah my sister had a German Shepherd named Lincoln that like bit straight to bone on my nephew yeah, twice yeah. in the same spot so German. after the second time they were like all right yeah we have to uh. Put it down. Like German German shepherds, you know, even like something like an English bulldog, a bit smaller, but still kind of bigger. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a meme, and everyone like foams at the mouth to defend them, but pit bulls. Yeah. If they, I don't understand. Right, there's a lot of hate for pit bulls, and there's a lot of people who are like really, really, really for pit bulls, and I don't understand either of them. Yeah. I'm like they're dogs, like everyone else, and obviously like they're big. Yeah, and they're strong, and they can be slightly more aggressive if you rile them up. But like, so is every dog. Yeah. Well, funny. There's gonna be a good friend of ours listening to this, Jason. Uh, he's all for like the fact that pit bull isn't much different than any other dog. Like, you rile up a German Shepherd, you rile up a Doberman. Like, any dog can be aggressive. Especially like, well, the thing with, I mean, just the sheer size, especially a German Shepherd. They're meant to be a guard dog. So yeah. you piss off a German Shepherd, there's a reason they use them in the police force. Yeah. To, like, just, like, they'll rip your arm off. They don't care. Yeah, exactly. So, it's kind of, you know, weird to... I mean, yeah, some dogs are more aggressive than others, but marginally. And, I mean, I'm sure there's some breeds of dogs I am not granted, even aware of. Granted, the most aggressive dogs are all the small ones. True. I know. Like, Chihuahua, if that thing comes nipping at me, can I kick it in its face? Essentially, like, you know, it's like an overgrown rat, basically. But my brother's got a dog. A little small, white, adorable dog. But it nips at me every time. And it's like, it's so tiny, so I'm like, ah, you little fucker. And like, yeah. <laughs> I pick him up, and I'm like, ah, you know? Yeah. It's never bad. It's the same thing with my cat. Like, sure, he, he like, scratches me and stuff. He'll bite me or whatever. But I'm like, ah, be small. So I don't care. Yeah, yeah I mean, honestly. But. You know, off of dead animal talk, how yeah, about yeah. Uh, how about Big Novice in Zen 3? Big Novice, Zen 3. I am excited. Yeah, for those who don't know, most of you might, some of you might not. Uh, Big Novice is the code name for the new AMD GPUs, and Zen 3 is the next-gen CPU architecture for I'm AMD. excited. I uh, have a Zen 2 processor currently. Well, what has me intrigued is Bidnavi. Okay, Bidnavi we've known about. Um, we know that it's supposed to be big. Grande. Uh, Zen 3, though, with the strides they've made in the CPU market, I'm intrigued to see what Zen 3 brings. Because, like, 10th Gen Intel was kind of disappointing. Well, I say kind of, but it was very. Well, yeah, um, the thing with that was, like, the... <sighs> Zen... The original Zen architecture was, like, really good, and it was, like, definitely, like, went toe-to-toe with the Intel stuff. 
Zen Plus was same thing, went toe-to-toe with Intel. But Zen 2 just, like, mopped the floor. Yeah. Like, Zen 2 was, like, leaps and bounds better than Intel stuff. Obviously, now they have the 10th gen stuff, which is kind of on par with the Ryzen. Um, at least, like, the Ryzen 9s. You know, I have a 3900X. It goes toe-to-toe with the 9900K. Yeah. Um, and especially in, a, in, you know, in situations where you're stretch, you know, stressing those threads, it's definitely going to go way above and beyond a 9900K because it's got way more, more cores. Threads. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, because yours is a 12-core, right? A 12-core, 24-thread. Yeah, yes. I have the 9900K, and it's it's 8-core, so obviously, like you said, you have 8 more threads. Yeah. So, you, it would obviously, you know, when you really need those cores, you know. So, I'm intrigued by Zen 3 a lot, too, just because, like I said, their, their CPUs have been, like, outstanding with Zen oh, 2. Absolutely. So, like, just imagine what's Zen 3 going to be now. It's just going to be, like way better than what zen 2 and then what now it's tenfold better than intel you know so i'm kind of intrigued by that and then uh Uh, yeah i'm i'm super interested in the new amd stuff especially gpus just because i'm not ready to dive headfirst into an upgrade just yet yeah but you know if um big navi is supposed to be like if it's if it ends up being cheaper and you know, if it ends up being cheaper and on par with a, uh, you know, a 3080 or something, I don't know, might as well get one. Nothing wrong with that, yeah. Um, Zen 3, I meant to mention this, is supposed to be an enhanced 7 nanometer node process, so isn't Intel still on 14? I believe so. Oh, these fucking guys. The only thing with that is um, it's... We're making electronics so small now that, you know, uh, it will arc if, you know... Too much power. Yeah, like, if it goes... If we make them any smaller, there's too much bleed between the... Like, it arcs between the the traces and stuff. Yeah. Just because of how small it is, even though it's not a ton of current or whatever, it'll arc. Well, when you have, like, an atom between two traces, like... Yeah. Can't do much, yeah. Um, and then like you were saying with Bidnavi, so apparently, from what we know, Bidnavi is said to have nearly 50% more performance per watt over the RX 5000 from the RDNA 1 architecture. Which, granted, what does that mean, really? That's what I'm, that's, exactly, that's my thinking, is like, 50% more performance per watt. So does that mean it's like, if... Like, if this GPU is, if uh, RDNA 1 RX 5000 is, say, a 275 watt GPU. Does that mean for 160 watts you get the same performance? You know, it's one and a half times more efficient, so you need less power to hit that performance mark. Like, is that what that means? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's like, like very vague. You could just say, you know, which would make more sense. You could just say it is this percent better than the RDNA RX 5000. Then. Yeah. You have a reference point. You look up the the benchmarks. There you go. Yeah. So to me, honestly, that's what fifty percent more poor performance poor bleh, performance per watt means. Is if this one's five. If just say just because it's an easy number, RDNA one is five hundred watts. I know it's not obviously, but if it's five hundred watts, that means 
that for 50% less wattage, you can get the same performance out of this big Navi GPU. But yeah. once again, okay, so does that mean that this GPU is literally only more power efficient, or am I getting 50% more performance at that, plus it's this much better in general? Like, I think that's the vaguest, most vague, fucking vague thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and that makes me slightly worried, because I, I believe it. Yeah. It's definitely intentionally vague. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm going to get a 3080, or I mean, I say that, but I, you know, scalpers and shit, but I'm going to attempt and hopefully succeed at getting a 3080 with the hopes that if it ends up being, even if it's good, but Bidnavi's better, I'm sure I have enough time to return that bitch and get Bidnavi. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure about it, um, especially with how vague it is. But. Yeah, it, it is pretty vague, but for those, the, the main reason of, uh, bringing this up was that the keynote so when this stuff is going to be unveiled officially uh zen 3 keynote is october 8th so not too far away month and what like five days <laughs> yeah something like that yep. um and then i don't have anything here about bid navi's keynote but i think they might have said sometime in october i don't know if you want to fact check that but I, I don't know if they gave a specific date for bid navi or maybe i'm just dumb and when i wrote up the notes i just somehow forgot it Seems like it'll be at the... Oh, 10-28. Okay, so October 28th will be the Big Navi. Big Navi we'll keynote will be the 28th of October. Any uh, time, like hour-wise? Uh, 10 p.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So that's... That's 12, right, for us? I think or that's 1, one o'clock. 1, Eastern it's 1 o'clock for Eastern. Um, what about Zen 3 keynote on the uh, 8th? The Zen 3 keynote, same time. Okay, so, yeah, so 1 p.m. the 8th will be Zen 3, or Eastern time, anyway. Um, And then 1 p.m. on the, what was it, 27th? 28th. 28th. So, 20 days later. So, beginning of the month, end of the month, um, they'll have it. Which, is it, I, I don't, I guess I can't really ask this question because AMD is kind of the only one I know of that does CPUs and GPUs. But it just seems odd to me to have like a CPU unveiling, but not at the same time as your GPU unveiling. I guess it made sense because they're kind of separating the two, it's two different entities because they really are. Yeah. Like, um. Well, the thing with that is like, when does the thirty seventy come out? It's like mid October. So, right? the let me see if I know this right off the top of my head. September seventeenth is the thirty eighty. Yeah. The thirty ninety, I believe, is September. 20th or 21st and then on October I think it just got announced that October 15th is the 3070 uh, release my thought would be it would make a lot more sense to flip those around right so you get the unveiling of the new uh, big Navi GPU uh, on the 8th yeah so that way people are like People got this in their minds when they're about to go buy a twenty seventy or thirty seventy. Yep. And they think about this, and they're like, "Well, you know, I could wait. I could wait for this, or I could get a thirty seventy. You know. Yeah. But now, when they do the twenty eighth, people already have their twenty seven thirty seventies. Goddamn, their thirty seventies. That doesn't roll off the tongue as well as twenty seventy. It doesn't. Nah. Um, Definitely doesn't. 
But it's also because it's new. Once yeah. once it's already embedded, we'll. But we'll everyone's get already got their their thirty seventy, and they're like, "Well, I don't care about this now." Yeah, I mean, if they unveil their thing and they're like, "Yes, ten percent more than thirty seventy, people are gonna be like, "Well, yes, but I already purchased the thirty seventy. It's like fifty dollars more. Like, or like, just say, you know." Or if they go like, just you know. If they absolutely go to mop the floor like they did with Ryzen, they're going to end up doing, like, this will do 10%, uh, or this will do the same performance as a 3080, or this will do 5% more performance than a 3080 for $550. Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And, the, you know, they, I think... I understand maybe Big Navi really isn't just... It's just not ready yet, like, for whatever reason. Um, But... I really think they need to start announcing. Um, like, it's the same shit with the, the PlayStation um, and Xbox uh, Series X. Series X goes for pre-order in three days. We don't even yeah. know the price or release date of the PS5. Like Yeah, the um, the PS5 especially, I think um, Xbox probably has the same thing going on as what I think NVIDIA has, which is, like, they know something we don't. Yeah. So... Xbox actually set the bar very high by how low their price is. I was going to say, they set the bar very high by setting the price point very low. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a weird way to put it, but yeah, they definitely have set a precedent. And yeah. place, it's basically, I am unsure of what PlayStation is going to do. Uh, I thought with the next generation of consoles, it was going to be a fight to get them under $1,000. Aunt, yes, that was but my exact thing. I was thinking, especially when the the specs got announced for the original Series X and the PS5, um, I I was under the impression like there's no way those can be four ninety nine a piece. I was thinking closer to like eight ninety nine. That's honestly that was my exact thinking. Was like seven fifty for these next gen consoles, um, and I I, I honestly. I was spacing this out when I was just saying PlayStation needs to make a move. September 16th, this Wednesday, at 1 p.m., I think, is their showcase where they announce the price, the release date, and pre-orders. Well, I want to see because um, maybe they'll do the same thing that Xbox has done where they have the two tiers, where they have the Series X and the Series S. Maybe they'll have a PS5 and like a PS5 Lite or some shit. Yeah, because so far they just have the PS5 and the digital edition, which is just no cd drive so reportedly maybe like 50 bucks cheaper which if that's the case if i end up buying a console i will probably buy the digital editions of either of them yeah um, on whatever one you buy and again i did mention this if either one does a console uh a cyberpunk edition console i will definitely be buying that console regardless of what it is have you seen the cyberpunk xbox one i have yeah it'd be cool if they did that for next gen they might um, but the thing is, I don't want an Xbox One. No, no, of course not. I'm just saying. So maybe they will. Um, but if they end up doing one with next-gen consoles, I will probably end up buying one. Because they did a... Didn't NVIDIA do a um, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2080? GPU, but they didn't put it for sale. Yeah, they, it was uh, just a giveaway. concept thing. It was a giveaway. Oh, uh, They yeah. gave one away, I, think. I would, um... Or I a wish they. I wish they made, like, those... A production thing. I would definitely buy one. Oh, yeah, no, I would have. Uh, it'd be cool if they did something like that for the 3070. And 80 and 90 because they're near the launch of Cyberpunk. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, what the hell is I going to say? With the PlayStation, there was some articles that I saw that reportedly say Sony is doing last-minute price cuts to their hardware. 
Well, yeah, because so, look what Xbox has done. So now that makes you wonder. $299 for a, you know, it's an all-digital console. But granted, it's less powerful. But two ninety nine for an Xbox. It, Brand so, new. So picture this, guys. I, we talked about this last episode, but two ninety nine. You have an Xbox Series X that sweeps the floor with the Nintendo Switch for the same price. Obviously, they fulfill two different purposes in the market. But if you are someone who just wants gaming at, you know, highest fidelity, the Series S is absolutely sweeping the floor in that territory. You cannot build a PC that will compete with it at that price point. Oh, at that price point, no. Absolutely not. So, for $300, the Series S is very compelling. I personally wouldn't buy it because I just I don't buy Xboxes. I have my PC for their exclusives, and I have no interest in their market. But the at PS5 the has day, to be the same price or less. At the end of the day, I think... Um, because between the generations, what had happened was because they released consoles so infrequently... Um, at least new generations of consoles. They do like... What had happened is like 2013, PC gaming was fairly uncommon. Yeah. Um, That's true. It was a lot less common. And you go now, in 2020, it's extremely common. Yeah, it's, gonna, it has the highest market share now, I think. I right? knew at least like... I know at least several people. I don't know. Like, all my friends at least... And then, like, a ton of people I know, just, like, at work or in general, have bought gaming PCs. Yeah. Even people who aren't, like, super knowledgeable about PCs buy gaming PCs. Which, if you're not really knowledgeable about PCs and you want a gaming PC, read up about them. Right? You need to, like, learn about it. Because you can't just rely on your one tech-savvy friend to help you out with everything. Uh, As someone who's been the tech-savvy friend before... For someone who doesn't really know a lot or pretty much anything about PCs, it's really annoying. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, that Series S at that price point, I mean, I already know what ballpark I'm in with I'm with Sony, but, like, they they got to do something. There has to, it has to be 450 or it has to be the same price because even on paper, the Series S is more powerful than the PS5 by, like, a fair margin. Oh yeah. The only difference is that, as far as I know, that proprietary SSD setup on the PS5 is superior to that on the Xbox. Yeah, my only thing is like, the only reason I would get an Xbox is that, like I said, if they did a Cyberpunk exclusive Xbox. Yeah. Um, but if I do end up getting a console, I will probably get a PlayStation regardless, just because Sony makes way better exclusives than Microsoft. Well, you already know God of War two or whatever is going to be on there. And exactly. if it happens in this generation, God of War three, because the the lead, um, what's his name? I forget his name, but he said there's gonna it's already like a trilogy. Exactly. You're not I mean, gonna find that on your Series X. You know, so that's that's where I stand on it. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'm at. Is like, there's nothing about Xbox that leads me to them. Like. Yes, the Series S is great, but why would I buy a Series S even though it has this great price to performance when I already have my PC? Their exclusives on my PC. Their exclusives not yeah, that great. That's true. Like <laughs> that has me thinking. Like, what is the main draw to Xbox? Like, what uh, do people get out of buying an Xbox? Especially like, I understood the 360. I had a 360. I did as well. I had multiple. 
Like I 360 had, had like a like you know a lot of hype to it. But like buying an Xbox yeah. One, why? No. I don't, I don't know. Big they they messed up the launch of the Xbox One substantially with DRMs, price points. They had botched it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. This generation, they're clearly, they're fits in their shit. They haven't said anything about Connect. They have this really awesome price point console. Connect. I totally forgot about Connect. That's how bad it was. You know what a lot of people use Connect for? VR. Really? You can use it for Blade and Sorcery for full body tracking. Interesting. I bet it's not that great, though. Works pretty good. Um, the biggest problem you have is there's only one connect, so it's facing forward. But it works good for leg tracking. I'll have to look. Um, I might have my connect still. 361 or the Xbox One? 360. I'm not sure if it'll work. Aw, oh, man. <laughs> I think you can get used connects for like 25 bucks, though. That's my experience with the connect, though, is the 360 connect. I don't know if the one is any better. Not from what I heard of. I remember I made an effort, like, when I got my 360, I made sure to ask for the one with the Kinect. Because I was like, this is going to be awesome. It wasn't awesome. No, not it at all. It was not at all. Um, Even, like, think about this, Chris. Even PlayStation has that other element. Like, a lot of people forget about this, and a lot of people sleep on this. PlayStation has a VR headset. That's do, a yeah. whole other element that you cannot get on the Xbox. So much so... That PS5, or Sony rather, has already announced that there is a PSVR 2. And Xbox has already gone on record saying nobody likes VR. And that nobody wants VR to succeed. Okay, buddy. Um, uh, j- this just in, you can get a used Microsoft Xbox One Connect sensor for forty nine ninety nine on eBay. Yeah, see? There you go. That's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't pay for it because fuck Connect. But, um, yeah, Xbox has stated they have zero interest in VR. Well, there you go. If you want a console that has VR capabilities, and I have used the PSVR, does it compare to PC VR? No. But it's better than mobile VR, and it really does kind of sit in like a league of its own, you know? It's like a really good VR headset for someone who doesn't want the $2,000 PC, and maybe someone who wants something better than what you can get on the Quest, or maybe just doesn't want that Facebook integration. PSVR is a great place to be, and especially with the PS5 being so much more powerful. Yeah, um, I want to see more console VR, to be honest with you. Well, good luck with that. Xbox is pretty stubborn. I mean, that's the only thing that, like, consoles are really, really missing out on. Yeah, except for the PlayStation. Well, well, you say except for the PSVR. I mean, like, good VR, like real VR. Yeah, They, they, they have the games, they just don't have the hardware. The PS4 is a little bit, well, a lot of it underpowered for VR. The headset is decent, comfort-wise. The display isn't that great. The controllers, they're okay, but the sensors are the worst part. Like, make a real headset, like PSVR 2. I want to yeah. see that. Make a make a real VR headset like PSVR 2 that's similar to the Rift S with inside-out tracking, and you are golden. Absolutely. Then you don't have to dick around setting up sensors, and it's, you know... If, I think, honestly... If Sony does make um, PSVR much, 2... Well, how much was the original PSVR? When it launched, it was extremely expensive. I think it was like 600 Yeah, so like, same price point, like 500 Yeah. Right? You get the whole shebang with it. You can make way more for that price point at this time than you could for that price yeah. point when VR was new. Because that, that's what I was going to say, because you have to keep in mind, this is for like a console market. Like, 
no one wants to buy a thousand dollar Valve index in the console market. Yeah, exactly. So if they can make a PSVR two like the Rift S for even the Rift S price point, the Rift S is four hundred dollars. Yes, four hundred dollars is a lot of money, but for a VR headset, as good as it is, it's not that much money. That's extremely cheap. Yeah. yeah that's so, true. so if they can if they can relaunch a uh, a proprietary PSVR two, that's three fifty. 400 maybe at most 450 and have it like the rift s with inside out tracking constellation tracking instead of this dumbass light tracking they got something on their hands yeah they're gonna draw in a lot more people yeah i honestly think so um because that's the biggest fallback with uh psvr now is the this is the setup you have one camera in the front that's it yeah that can't be that good it's not I, I upgraded from that to the Rift, uh, the original Rift CV1. Oh, yeah. Night and day. I would never. I. <clears throat> it's so bad that I can't go back to playing on it. <laughs> and I think I think it's uh, I think it's locked yeah. at seventy something hertz. Yeah, at least make something comparable, especially if you got all that console to go to go with. That know? that's the beauty of these next gen consoles. I mean, it's the beauty of any new console because. When the PS4 came out, it was the same shit. It was like, holy crap, you know? But by today's standards, with this PS5 and Series X, they are so much better than those last-gen consoles that it is on par with, like, your middle-range gaming PC now, you know, spec for spec. Yeah. Let alone the fact that now, once again, like we always say, it's a lot easier to optimize for one set of hardware you could very easily get a PS uh, VR headset on that console that is way better. Oh yeah, and have it be PC like, no problem. They even have the fr- they have the liberty and freedom to even have a proprietary port if they want to, because that's what they had with the original PS VR too. Oh yeah, I could see that too. You got a VR port on the front of your PS4 or yeah. PS5 rather, um, right? You do that, and it's the uh, same idea as um, the. Uh, link cable exactly it's just a fiber cable that you go through there you go and once again you have people on ps5 they already have the ps5 now they have this vr headset that's actually comparable where now developers don't have to make blade and sorcery triple a on people well, i shouldn't say triple a because it's a small indie studio but these actually good vr experiences like blade and sorcery half-life alex and then make these like indie filler type things on psvr yeah so you know like that that that's their move if they really embrace psvr like they have something they have a perfect machine for it i think so you know the small well i shouldn't say small console because the ps5 is fucking huge it is massive it's i think it's the biggest console of all time really yeah it's like 12 it's like 12 or 13 inches by like four thick it's a big boy it's a big lad but uh whatever you know Oh, yeah, but for the size, I mean, my PC is bigger than that, and for the size, you get this nice VR box, everything works. Like, the thing is smashed, like, just overflowing with components. Like, have you ever been inside a console? Have you ever looked at the inside of a console? Yeah, I've taken apart a bunch of my PS4s that I had. It is just, like, full of components. Yeah. There's, like, not a millimeter of unoccupied space in those chassis. No, not at all. But... Yeah, I mean, we've been going on for a while, but uh, I think it could be very, very impressive if they would get a good VR headset for the PS5. Thank you. I think a lot more people would respect it more than anything. Oh, yeah. 
because a lot of a lot of the problems we have with VR is from naive people. Um, not to sound like a arrogant PCMR dick, but you have these people with their PSVR that are like, "Bro, what the fuck? Everything looks like I'm looking through a piece of Saran wrap." But then on the PC side of things, should yeah. you have the money and capabilities? You can buy a thousand dollar Vive or Valve Index, sorry. That's a hundred twenty hertz refresh rate. That has knuckles controllers that track individual fingers. You can't get that right that's now. That's the thing where that's where I think the PC argument falls apart. Yes. Is where um you know, a lot of people are like, Well, PC looks way better. You get better frame rates. But think about well, your Xbox your Xbox Series X, that's five hundred bucks. How much did you spend on your PC? Yeah, exactly. Like my PC, I spent seven hundred dollars on it. All right, seven hundred, seventeen hundred dollars. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Doom Eternal, I run it at high, locked one forty four. Well, this next console is promising to lock at one twenty for like years five, five hundred bucks. You're telling me that I have twelve hundred dollars more of uh, you know, component in there. Yeah. If Not you, really. That's the thing. If you only play video games, the argument falls apart. Yeah, but if you do more stuff, like I, I do a lot of like enterprise sort of stuff, right? Just to dick around with it, just because like, I think it's fun. Yeah. I'm a bit of like a weird nerd, right? But I really love like you know networking, enterprise, IT equipment. It's great. So I do a lot of stuff like that. I do a lot of video editing. I compile stuff from source on my machine a lot. Exactly. And so it takes a lot of CPU horses. You obviously have that you know, that use case for it. And so, it, it makes a lot of sense. That's the thing is you're only you're you're limited with a console to like one thing. You can gaming. play video games and it may be like Netflix streaming. Yeah, shit yeah like you that. can like video games and like uh like video streaming. With a PC, you can do it all. That's no, my only bottom line. It's just that things are a lot more finicky. You kind of have to look up your own stuff, especially if you're new to the PC market. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. You really do have to research and. And I'm not even saying this, and I'm saying this from like a Linux point of view too, is like, just starting, into PCs like it's decently easy to learn about all the components and stuff, but you do really need to you know RTFM as it were with a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, and that's my that's the Arch side of me talking is like every time you ask a question about Arch, people are gonna say RTFM. You know, what does that mean? Read the read manual? the fucking manual. I thought so. Uh, because you know, but that's the thing is I read the fucking manual, right? I read the manual with my own two eyes, and it wasn't there. All right, I think it's time to put Chris down for like a nap, or just just put him down in general. I yeah, I'm probably a little bit crankier than usual. I haven't eaten at all today, so. Yeah, me neither. So. I was I I have just received a text message saying that there will be food at some point. At some point. <laughs> yes, my girlfriend's at her mom's and she's going to bring me food for at home. Oh wow! Look at that. I'm gonna be like, what is it? She's gonna be like, uh, this. I'm gonna be like, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> uh, this, and it's just gonna be a bucket of salt water. <laughs> I With made one you fish soup. in it. I made you soup. Eat it, you ungrateful bitch. It's a bucket of not even like it's it's not even like hot either. It's it's lukewarm salt water. Oh man. I think it's time to go bye bye. Like forever? Like we No, 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 um, we're not doing that. No. No suicide pact? Okay. No. However, 
if you want to send some death threats in. Yes, that's uh, that's the thing. We're gonna round out this episode. I think that's it. That's that's the end of the that's the end of the show. Okay, if you did enjoy the video, do all the normal YouTube stuff. Do whatever. Um, uh, be sure to subscribe because as time goes on, you're gonna see Chris become more and more unhinged. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm. I've started my slow descent into madness uh, a while ago, but it's a very slow descent. So, you'll you'll see it. You'll see me. The cracks start to show. Um, <laughs> but if you want to send us an email, a comment, question, concern, or death threat, uh, send that to synapsemisfire at pm dot me. Uh, that is our email address, and it will be read on the show. Um, if you feel like it, uh, if you don't like to browse YouTube, whatever. Um, you don't have YouTube Premium. You can't lock your phone and listen to the show. Um, uh, you can import our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Um, now, if you're someone who doesn't listen to podcasts a lot, I recommend Pocket Cast. I actually imported our show in there to test it out. That's how I make sure all of our uploads work. It yep. works beautifully. All you do is copy the link, go to the Discover page on that app, import it as if you were searching for a show. Good to go. Right. I don't use a lot of dedicated podcasting apps because I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I'll take Jordan's word for it. Um, it can't be that difficult, really. The link yeah. will be in the description for that, and you can do that as you wish. Um, and eventually, and I say this, eventually we will be on Spotify as well. Yeah, actually, we're probably going to discuss this uh, man-to-man right after this episode. Man-to-man. I'm going to bring in my negotiator, Chunk the Cat. Anyway... That's that's the show. Uh, we'll be here next week, probably. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. See. Actually, next week we should have, I think, we should have PS5 details. Ooh. We should have NVIDIA details. Fancy. Um, more banter. Maybe some stupid stories. Chunt should be here. Yeah, he'll be screaming. <laughs> we, have to, we have to find all the clips of him screaming and just make a compilation at the end of like, the year. Yeah. Yeah, he screams a lot, though. <laughs> anyway. All right, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye. Uh, get out of my house. Ex- exit the premises. Bitch. Oh, my God, I almost just fell. <laughs>